1: This is Reception Perception the, the Show. Yo,
0: what's cracking, everybody? James Co. Matt Harmon here with you. You are listening to Reception of Perception The Show.
1: Matt, how are you doing, guy? Man, I'm doing good, James. I can't believe uh, it is going into week 14, bro. 14. Week 14. I, I, it just made me think like we've only got really, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17. Like, oh I mean, in gosh. terms of, of fantasy and like, you know, the whole like big Sunday experience. Yeah. there's only really four more of That's them it. left, you That's know, it. so. Because nobody cares uh, about week 18. No one. No, I mean, obviously real football fans care about week 18 because, you know, you're getting into like these are playoff situations. You know, there's <laughs> going to be some crazy Sunday night game that all, like all these different scenarios for these teams. And like it is kind of funny trying to. Transfer, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, especially on this podcast, because we try to, you know, blur the lines between real and regular yeah, football, really which is do. good. That's that's yeah. what that's what, by the way, that's what content should be. Okay, it shouldn't be so. <laughs> uh, to use a corpo term, it shouldn't be so siloed, siloed uh, between between fantasy and and real life football. But what, it's what funny bucket to, are we in? Yeah, which uh, let's open up the kimono and uh, talk about uh, my God, that would that had to be the worst NFL network corporate term uh, during our time. There was let's open up the kimono. Pretty let's terrible. Open up but the kimono. my God, but what, a, also, what a rap.
0: by the way, that's like now that you look back at it, too, you know what I'm saying? With all the stuff that's gone down, it's like, oh, man, opening the kimono is not the right
1: phrase to be using in this place, dude. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's bad on like multiple levels. Um, but before we go down that rabbit hole, what I was trying yeah. to say was it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's funny trying to juggle, Um, you know, still like think like real life playoff, you know, scenarios. Yeah. And this team has, you know, according to this model, like a 30 percent chance to make the playoffs if they win this game, it bumps their chance by this much. And like also trying to think about, you know, fantasy football playoffs and those implications. So it's there's a lot going on right now. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. We got a great show here in front of us today. A lot to talk about, man. Uh, Both again, when we talk about blurring those lines, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk Jimmy G out for the season broken foot. Now, you know, rookie Brock Purdy looked pretty good. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a knee injury. How severe is it? How much time is he going to miss? What does that look like for Baltimore now? And how does that impact his contract situation? We'll talk about Devontae Adams, one of the best in the game. And then we'll talk about two guys that are are gunning for that spot. They want to be the best in the game. We're talking about Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson. Watson has been absolutely on fire. But man, let's start in the Bay Area there. Okay, so Jimmy G out. Baker Mayfield was released. There's all this chatter. No. Okay. Where's San Francisco no. on the, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, you you want a galaxy brain, this thing. If you're the Rams, I'm like, I want San Francisco. If you're in the NFC East or West, you want San Francisco to go pick up Baker Mayfield. I mean, he can't, there's no way I get it. Shanahan is like a, a QB guy. And like, you know, he's able to, you know, bring out the best in dudes and all that kind of stuff. But dude, I, I think we're past that point now with baker mayfield dude he's broken like no he's not going to help the niners bro
1: uh yeah no he he's like a rehabilitation um prog project at this point right now right you know and the the funny thing is with this 49ers team i i think that this team is and i don't even think this is a hot take i think this is like obviously true i think this 49ers team this roster quarterback aside is better than the group that Jimmy G went to the Super Bowl with oh, yeah. uh, against Kansas City a few years ago. Like, I think the Raw is better. Dude, like we were talking, they made like a midseason emergency trade for Emmanuel Sanders uh, <laughs> that year. This year, they made a midseason emergency trade for Christian McCaffrey. Christian you know, to McCaffrey, put them over let's go. So yeah, a little bit different there. So I, I I think that really – and the defense, by the way, the defense was good that year, uh, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl. It's better oh, yeah. this year. I mean, it's I think it's best defense in the NFL period. So, like, why do you need – I don't think you need a quarterback to come in there and, like, save the day. Not even that I think Baker Mayfield can come in and save the day. No. um No. Oh, God, no. You just – no, he, he can't. You need somebody to come in here and just keep the train on the tracks, right? Yep. And, and I think that – I think that – Jimmy G uh, you know was that type of quarterback anyways although I think he was playing with his hair down a little bit more this year really sucks mm-hmm. for Jimmy by the way um so yeah for me I, I just think that like they can make it work with Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson if Brock isn't good enough um like I, I think they can still be a playoff um, te- like a team that wins a playoff game at the very least with this with this operation
0: I mean it's too talented. Of a unit, you know what I mean? Like, and then plus they're going to be getting, you know, Trent Williams is going to start getting healthier as as the season progresses as well. Look, this offense is locked and loaded. They just, as you mentioned, they just need a conductor for this train that's it they don't need a superstar they don't need somebody to go out there and try to make big old splash plays hey listen you dump it off to Brandon Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey let these boys work we haven't even talked about George Kittle my god Uh, Mm -hmm. but no it's it's such a talented unit and on both sides of the football as you mentioned man this is one of the best defenses in the NFL man the Niners are so stacked they're so loaded again hot take no Absolutely not. You're 100% right that this Niners team is much more talented uh, than the one that went deep into the playoffs uh, a couple years back. So no, you're you're 100% correct. Um, okay. That being said, can this kid, rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy, really get it done? I thought he looked solid, Matt. In relief, right? 25 of 37, throwing the football, 210 passing yards, not a ton, but still had two touchdowns, no interceptions. So overall, I thought Brock Purdy looked really solid. But again, as we've seen with young signal callers, sometimes they do get exposed the more tape you get on them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think the one thing that was true with Brock Purdy is he got the football out quickly, you know, 2.49 time to throw. The only guys who got rid of the football faster um, last, last in week 13, you know, CJ Bethard and Trevor Lawrence were tied. We're, were down there at the bottom to a 2.4 uh, Mike white, 2.48 there. That's not a coincidence, by the way, they run the same right. offense there in New York. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> right. for me, like I, I think they just want a guy. they want a guy like like a Mike white type to just get in oh, there. God, they'd what, love we, it. What, what we've talked about with Mike white, right? Like just, Hey, they want a real adult quarterback, a real normal NFL quarterback, to keep the train on the tracks and just keep the offense moving, get the ball to all these dudes they got, and like I think that Brock Purdy was was pretty good in in doing that. Like he didn't come in and do anything special, but you know he was right around the middle of the NFL. He ranked 17th in EPA per dropback, uh, in his relief duties. That's right between like Mac Jones and Taylor Heineke, which I think are two. That's about that's about the level of play they can hope for. And as long as he's not a stone-cold disaster, I think the 49ers will be fine. And, you know, he definitely at, at different points, like, what's what's the, big, the biggest weapon that the 49ers have right now is the fact that, like, CMC, like, their run game isn't even that good, right? Like, their run no. game hasn't been dynamic over the last – really, at any point this season. They've been a fine rushing team, but – their offensive line is, is not like a top end unit. I think that's been a bit of an issue for them, but their big weapon they have right now is that like these checkdowns that used to just be like, okay, you know, Jimmy dumping the ball off to use check or, or one of these other running backs is now like you're dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey or you're doing screens to Christian McCaffrey and those can go for like 30 plus yards. Um, so for me, I think that like, yeah, Brock can do that stuff. Right. And I think that um, it's just, it's kind of funny too. I, I know that like, kyle shanahan people get on kyle shanahan sometimes because like this offense is littered with talent it's always been pretty talented but especially this year and it's like why aren't they putting up like 30 points why aren't they putting up like 35 points, 40 points every single, every single week. Well, it's like, well, number one, you don't have like a, you don't have an elite quarterback as good as, as, yeah. as fine as Jimmy is. He's not an elite quarterback. And also like, you don't never in the game scripts where you need to do that type of stuff because you have this defense. And I think that that's a big key here. Like if you, if Kyle can get these guys to like in 23, 25 points, I think they can win games. I think Kyle Shanahan can do that with this guy, Brock Purdy.
0: Uh, So they've got Brock Purdy. They also re signed uh, Josh Johnson. Dude, this is his fourth
1: time on the Niners alone. (laughs) <laughs> this is Wasn't he on the Niners around. some at one point when like Jim Harbaugh was there or something? Well, I mean, he was yeah, he played I, with Jim Harbaugh. I think yeah, I think that's correct, right? And then, you know, then he like bounced around was in like whoa, was it the the USFL or whatever? No, it's not the USFL. I it mean, he started the, for two teams last year alone. He started for two that's teams right. last year alone. He started for the Jets <laughs> and crazy, the Ravens man. last year. But no, he was actually on um this particular coaching
0: staff's practice squad in 2020. So he does have some familiarity with the whole Shanahan playbook. So I I don't think it's actually going to take him that long, uh, to get brought up to speed in terms of what they want to get done, uh, this year. So I actually pretty good signing, I think overall, uh, for San Francisco, you talk about just like, okay, can we just get a guy to keep this train rolling on the tracks? I don't know, man. Josh Johnson actually might be that dude too. Um, and again, it just, it really depends on like, what does the coaching staff feel like, it, like who's going to give them more plays? You know, is it going to be this kid, Brock Purdy, who's still a rookie, uh, by the way, or is it going to be this veteran guy, man, that's been bounced around? What, what is this like his 16th team or 17th team oh my or god, yeah, it is? something crazy, uh, in Josh Johnson. Again, you want to talk about professional quarterback. This is him. Right. Like John, that, that's him because like, I mean, this guy's never given up on his dreams and he's just been bouncing around and just playing football uh, wherever and whenever he can, man. It's great. Uh, I love that story for Josh Johnson. I tell you what, that kind of mental makeup, you, I would imagine could take him pretty, you know, pretty far and, and do pretty well in this particular situation, uh, in, in a situation where they just need a signal caller to, again, just check down don't turn the, just don't turn the ball over. That's it. You know, don't get panicked in there and, and make these bad turnovers and, and dude, you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. You know what I mean? So I'll be interested to see uh, where they go. Cause it might be Brock Purdy for a couple of weeks. And then as they, you know, maybe week 17, 18, I I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Johnson
1: gets to go. You know what I mean? I think so too. I can't remember a team that's lost two, but It's crazy. Like They thought they had two starting-level quarterbacks in Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they lose both of them both. to season-ending injuries. I did think for a second yesterday, like, oh, what if Trey Lance is – like he can, they can activate him off IR, but Shanahan said today he's not going to return the season. I also think that would yeah. be a hell of a spot to, like, throw <laughs> Trey Lance in. Like, hey, yeah, we know your biggest problem is that you're uh, inexperienced, but how about yeah. you make a start in a playoff game? Like, that would be pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I don't know. I mean, obviously for all of these guys in fantasy, like, you know, for further statistical projections, stuff like that, it's going to come down with a guy like Brock Purdy or even a guy like Josh Johnson. Cause Jimmy, for all the crap we give him is like a starting level NFL quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I, I Obviously, with a backup level quarterback, hopefully at best, Brock Purdy is a backup level car- quarterback. Certainly, Josh Johnson, backup level quarterback. Um, yeah, you're 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 bringing down the the projections for all these guys. Unfortunately,
0: I do. I I worry the most maybe for somebody like Brandon Ayuk, who you know, again, not necessarily a purely timing based kind of guy, but he does benefit there, right? A uh, great route runner and and those kind of things. I think Brandon Ayuk might get a little banged. Uh, with the downgrade at quarterback. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Especially, uh, again, especially considering Debo, um, I know he's working through those injuries, man, but he has been very up and down this season.
1: Yeah. Zach Miller and I talked about the Debo Samuel stuff a little bit on the podcast last week during like our dynasty check in. And I think th- the problem with Debo is that like he's not, he was talked about because of his uh, production and some of like the efficiency metrics as a receiver of the caliber like the superstar type receivers in the NFL, like he might be a superstar player, but like he's a lot of that, those like little gimme touches have gone to CMC and that's been a problem for Debo. Um, You know, you're, you're really banking on like big plays when you're getting a ton of those like gimme looks. And now that you're splitting Mm -hmm. those a little bit with a guy, um, you know, like a CMC it's, it's, it's certainly problematic. I, I think that, I think the problem for Debo too is that like the his best stuff his as a pure wide receiver comes on slant routes comes on dig routes those and those take a lot of, it does it takes timing and it also takes stones to throw into like the teeth of zone coverage over the middle of the field on those routes. And Jimmy, you know, sometimes it gets him picked off and like those <laughs> brain melting picks in big games yeah, and stuff. Exactly. But he but he has uh, this he has the stones and the timing to to make those throws. And I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to have that, but yeah, I I can certainly see the argument for the Ayuk side of things that he has developed so much as but a lot of like a lot of the hope that we had that Ayuk would be like a you know, unleashed as like a downfield receiver obviously that left when Trey Lance left, right? So right. I think the, a lot of what Ayuk has done this year has been, um, has been as an underneath like tackle breaking receiver. So I, I feel like he's, it's going to be kind of similar for Brandon Ayuk. But he's been so consistent; he's been like you know sixty plus yards every single week, uh, five catches, you know something like that, about just about every single week.
0: You know, what's crazy is uh, I was looking between the two guys, between Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel the combined, all of the games combined, they have between them one 100-yard receiving game between the two of them. That is insane to me. You talk about the consistency. Obviously, there was a a, a long stretch there for Brandon Ayuk uh, where he had like 80-plus receiving yards, right, game after game after game. Uh, but Debo Samuel has been very up and down, and he's the, the one guy that has
1: the one... 100 yard receiving game uh, between the two of them. That's I was well, Was it against the Rams, that. right? Cuz he ripped off yeah. that huge like 57 huge. yard yeah, catch and Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's almost it's almost like uh, counting stats are a stupid way to evaluate how good wide receivers are playing, <laughs> but don't <laughs> let's, let's
0: Very good point. Very good point.
1: It's reception, reception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Um.
0: Okay. So that's one quarterback that goes down with injury. I think the other big quarterback injury news, obviously, was Lamar Jackson going down with, uh, uh with the uh, Do- Dr. Mark Addicts, who is a Super Bowl-winning uh, orthopedic surgeon um, with a medical degree from Harvard. I think he's the only person in existence that has had all those You're credentials. Kidding. Yeah, I know, right? Um. Uh, Super Bowl winning offensive lineman with the Washington, formerly known as the Redskins. But um, but yeah, he says he believes it to be a grade one PCL injury. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Harbaugh kind of sort of confirmed those thoughts, saying that he's, you know, basically considered week to week, but probably won't play this week. Um, not season ending. That was the, the – he stressed that. Harbaugh stressed that it's not season ending uh, there for Lamar Jackson. Okay, so now Tyler Huntley came in. And the offense absolutely stunk up the joint, man. I mean, it was just brutally bad. It was such a painful watch uh, between these two teams. Just brutal. Mustered 10 points that Baltimore did. And and the only touchdown of the game came on this long 90-yard drive to basically win the game at the very, very end. And, And the Broncos were just, I mean, they were just gassed. You know, you could tell it's like they had nothing left, man. The defense had left it all on the field and and Baltimore just matriculated down. It was it was such a painful watch, man. But anyways, Baltimore gets it done. They win the game. The Broncos lose another close game as they are apt to do. Although I guess you could say the the Baltimore Ravens are also apt to lose close games, too. Uh, but um, what I thought, Matt, when I saw this go down, Lamar Jackson goes down with injury. I think what struck out to me was how poorly constructed it really Baltimore. I thought was exposed by how poorly constructed their offense was. They have Mark Andrews and a a bunch of part-time, you know, spare parts at receiver and at running back. It's not just the receiver receiving core. That's not great. It's, you know, again, they're trying to get by with these like guys coming off of major injuries. It's, it's just, It's such a poorly constructed offense, man. It's shocking.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, a lot there. You you know, you mentioned that when Tyler Huntley came up, came in, the offense stunk up the joint. The offense has kind of been stinking up the joint all year long. Um, Right. Lamar Jackson has eight touchdowns, total touchdowns since week four. You know, I mean, since since Rashad Bateman's gone down, they've had. Uh, spare parts is a nice way to put it at, at wide receiver. I mean they're they're rolling out DeMarcus Robinson who couldn't make the Raiders roster. DeMarcus Robinson who yeah. is like nobody's missing him in Kansas City, you know. Devin Duvernay is a bit player. Deshaun Jackson they're they're rolling out Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, th- this year it- it's 2022. I don't think that works out. And like Mark Andrews, I-, I made this joke with, um, Dalton, uh, Del Don over on the Yahoo podcast that Mark Andrews is kind of like the Deontay Johnson of tight ends. And that, um, Deontay Johnson, good player, Mark Andrews, obviously, I think he's better player than Deontay Johnson, but still, but they're both like, they've got to be the most boneheaded pro like player boneheaded play prone player players at their position like Deontay especially I mean my god like I you know I'm a Deontay Johnson fan but like bro run forward run towards the end zone you know come on come Come on on. Mark Andrews stop coming back you know stop stop working back stop working to the sideline enough already with that and you know obviously the drops with Deontay that's a thing too uh but Mark Andrews man at least once per game makes some kind of boneheaded play a drop a you know time, something like that and and he's their best player by a lot, so that's yeah. just you know something there, and yeah, obviously the team was banking on Rashad Bateman, not just like making a leap, which I think he was going to make, but also staying healthy. Sure. And when he didn't, when that didn't happen, they were completely screwed at wide receiver. I mean, even Devin Duvernay, again, nice player, but like shouldn't be your plan at wide receiver too. Uh, shouldn't no. be. You know, and then your your backup plan should not be Demarcus Robinson when you're in this window with Lamar Jackson. Um, and and the problems I think go to the root uh, of the offense too. Greg Roman, uh, by the way, have you ever seen a fan base that's more like, yeah, Greg, good luck at that Stanford interview. Like, hope you (laughs) hope you get it. You know, this this happens with Greg Roman's offenses all the time that they're so well designed from a rushing game perspective, which I think would make him a great college head coach mm-hmm. uh but the passing game stuff always goes to rot the longer that you, you know the longer that you you have missed as the, as the offensive play caller there so I don't know I, I think their problems on offense run pretty deep that the like I don't have a lot of optimism for anything here with Lamar Jackson out
0: no yeah and again it's just kind of like what 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 is Baltimore doing what was their plan coming in I mean Let's say you like Isaiah Likely in the draft. Okay. I mean, fine. But do you you need another tight end. You really need another tight end. I mean, is this what we're doing? I mean, I know it's Baltimore, and that's the joke, that they draft tight ends and they do it well. I get it. But come on. Let, let's draft some receivers here. Let's get some free agency You know, wide receivers in the door. It's I just don't understand. It, it's a <clears> – <throat> if they addressed wide receiver – and running back too, by the way, because again, their top two guys are coming off of major knee injuries, dude. Like, right. th- again, I go back to that too. It's like that's your plan that you're hoping that they these two guys coming off of major knee injuries are going to be good to go at the running back position at the running back. No, come on, man. Yeah, like, no, that's not a great. That's not a. That's not a great plan, you know. So they didn't draft. Uh, or I guess they, they, they took a flyer on some late round dudes, but like bottom line is they didn't bring in a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football. Um, and I just think, you know, again, Lamar Jackson goes down. Hey, listen, you talk about, okay, he's got eight touchdowns since week four and that's, that's fine. They were at least moving the football. You know what I'm saying? Against Denver, they didn't do squat, man. It was
1: my God, Lee. It was bad. So and Denver's bad. a great defense. Denver is, is one of the best defenses in the NFL.
0: I think they've got a great pass defense, Matt. I think you can run on them. They've been shown sure. uh, that, that you can run on this football team. So they've got, look, they're a great defense. I'm not taking anything away from Denver. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's not like they're, they can't be had. They've been had, you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I just thought that Baltimore got exposed in terms of lack of depth. Uh, and their off-season game plan coming in on the off, offensive side of the football was basically Lamar's going to carry us, and and that's the game plan. That it's not a good game plan, man. Um, anyways, it dovetails into this other conversation I wanted to have with you. Um, coming into the season, obviously, as we know, Lamar's in a contract year. As he gets goes down with injury, and it's not supposed to be season-ending, but it's also not like a sprained ankle. It's a knee injury here. Um, do you think, as the season has worn on, has Lamar strengthened, weakened, or stayed the same his in terms of his bargaining power uh with his contract?
1: That's a good question. I do think that Tyler Huntley playing will sort of be a referendum on that, and I'm not hundred percent sure you know this is how these narratives get put out there like I actually and you know, I think Tyler Huntley's a pretty good backup quarterback, and like uh, I totally do think the I think the Ravens are smart to. Like, have a guy, okay, like Lamar goes down, we can have a guy still that, like, we don't have to, like, remember when they went from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson the one year when Flacco, it's like, wow, that's, then Then they have to drastically shift the offense <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the year. You don't have to right. do that with Tyler Huntley. The problem, though, with a lot of the, like, you know, because I know that there's fantasy folks out there, like, oh, look at what Tyler Huntley did last year. Like, look what happened. Well, they had real wide receivers last year they had Rashad Bateman they had um they had Hollywood you Brown know, you know they had R- Hollywood Brown and, and they even had Sammy Watkins as much as like <laughs> as much as I give Sammy Watkins plenty of deserved crap like last year Sammy Watkins was a real NFL receiver at least you yeah. know they don't have a lot of those going around there um so you know, and they had Mark Andrews playing probably not injured which I think he's probably still playing a little banged up this year so true right I think that I I think Lamar's case for why he should be a you know, on a quarterback extension, like the, the type that he, I know, he's just, it's, it's hard to know what Lamar wants, right? Like if he mm-hmm. wants, I, I think most people don't like most owners don't want to go down the fully Deshaun guaranteed Watson contract, fully yeah. guaranteed rabbit hole. And like, want to say like, Oh, that was an exception. But I think guys like Lamar want that to be the rule. So putting all that aside, like, but I think he's proved his case for why he's a great player because he, they have moved the ball on this complete dumpster fire of an offense. And like Real the bad. only thing that Lamar has been, the only thing that's been good about the Ravens offense has been Lamar this year. And Lamar statistically, at least has not been very good.
0: It's really interesting because, you know, I was talking about this on my direct TV show and it, and I was really in the minority. I look at the end of the day, when I go look at Lamar Jackson's situation, if Dak Prescott can suffer the injury that he suffered and basically get the deal that he got, I'm I just, at that point, it's like, I don't think injuries even matter. You know, I don't think
1: they do either. Yeah.
0: I just think like, you know, whatever, whatever he was worth before the season started, he's, he's worth exactly the same. I don't think he's strengthened his position. Uh, I mean, I think he could have strengthened his position if his team had stayed healthy. Dude was absolutely on fire the first couple of weeks of the season before Rashad Bateman um, goes down before Mark injuries get Mark Andrews gets banked up with some, you know, minor nicks and bruises here too. So no, I'm, he could have had a real special season had had the plan stayed you know going in the right direction everyone had stayed healthy but that's not the case and now again everything that's gone wrong everything that could have gone wrong Matt, has gone wrong I think for Baltimore right like all the injuries have piled up Lamar now gets banged up I, and they are still <laughs> they're still in first place of their defense yeah, which is probably going to win the AFC North.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, you, yeah that's as nuts. good as as good as Cincinnati has been like they do need some breaks to, uh, to, to get ahead of Baltimore at this point, which is crazy considering that Baltimore has blown games that Baltimore has all these injury problems. But I mean, I think they are. They're a great organization. I obviously John Harbaugh, I think, is a great coach and they've got a good culture there. I do think they need to look at themselves in the mirror a little bit uh, from an offensive standpoint, like fi- yeah. obviously they need to figure things out with Lamar. I think at this point it looks like they'll franchise tag him. Mm-hmm. Um and then, though, I think they have to have a conversation about what do we want to be on offense. Because I do, I do buy into the narrative that like receivers, it's not that they don't want to play with, with Lamar, but they don't want to play on this team um, like veteran guys because they know they run so much, they know their run game, their pass game concepts are so bad. I mean, even like a guy like Hollywood Brown requested a did he say requested a trade like prior to last season like he's been on that he was on that team for like a couple years like I got to get out of here man so I buy into that narrative so and I think they've got to do something to make playing with Lamar Jackson who I I think guys would want to play with um I think they've got to make it a more appealing situation so that like they don't have just Rashad Bateman and a bunch of goofballs next year
0: or draft. I mean, or just go heavy into the draft, man, and yeah. just draft these guys. You know, that you could do that too. I mean, but the that's the thing is- they
1: have. They've spent a first round pick at wide receiver in like two recent, like in 2019 and 2021. Like, they've, they, it, it, oh, there's only so much you can do. And I think both those guys, you know, obviously, there were injuries. There are even injuries with Marquise Brown. Like, because yeah. there always seem to be damn injuries with the Ra- <laughs> The Ravens are up there with like the 49ers <laughs> or the Chargers in terms of yeah, like totally. snake bin teams. But I know. you just, I, like they've spent draft capital at that position. There's only so much you can just you can't just hammer wide receiver at every single pick. But it's like, yeah, you get to the point where Marquise Brown is you know he's thinking about contract extensions. He's like, nope, get me out of here. Like, ship me to ship me to damn Arizona of all teams. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, I mean, listen, man. Like, you, I mean, you
0: say that, but then like, look at what the Packers did. Like, you know, you could you could take a guy early and take a couple guys late, and then see what you got. You know, that's true. Um, And I don't think the Ravens have done that. And by the way, they're in a really weird spot right now because, dude, their defense is aging quickly. You know, they're going to be... These guys are going to be aged out real fast. I think their window's a, a year or two years at most... Um, and how do you make those things match? You got to match when your defense is good to when your offense is good. You know, <laughs> like when, do, when can you marry those things? Because their offense might be three years away. Unfortunately, dude, their defense is going to be toast in three years. You know what I mean? So, um, boy, it, it, they're in a real precarious spot right now, uh, are the Baltimore Ravens. But you, as you mentioned, man, great culture there in Baltimore Harbaugh, obviously one of the best coaches in the NFL, in NFL history um and has really done a great job um and (laughs) believe it or not they've blown all these games and man they're still eight and four and here they are man atop their division so uh certainly a, a a hat tip uh to harbaugh and company there in baltimore
1: Perception, Perception, The Show, now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Okay,
0: um, can we talk about Devontae Adams, man? Because, bro, this guy just went ballistic yesterday um, against the Chargers. And and you and I were
1: talking a little bit before we started recording. You really
0: feel like Devontae Adams is having one of his best years.
1: Statistically, and I know I said earlier uh, in the year that, or earlier in the show, that Obviously, counting stats are not the best way to evaluate how good a wide receiver is playing. Correct. That said, our guy Rory in the Discord pointed out that Devontae Adams is on pace for 112 catches, 1,666 yards, and 17 touchdowns in 17 games. Um, <laughs> Seventeen like, touchdowns! Damn. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's the best, like the number one receiver in fantasy right now. Um, obviously some things have not gone like the Ra- the Raiders pretty much have like two dudes on offense. Like they get the ball yeah. to Josh Jacobs, they get the ball to Devontae Adams and that is it. We didn't expect That's that it. to be the case, right? Because we, you know, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro have been hurt basically all season. But I just think his season is going a little bit under the radar, how dominant Devontae Adams has been because the Raiders are not that good, right? Like the AFC West, which was supposed to be fireworks every single week has I one know. good team has one good team in the Kansas City right. Chiefs. And the, the Broncos are one of the worst teams in the NFL, a team that everybody is actively trying to get off their televisions in any way possible, and then two kind of middle-of-the-road operations in L.A. Uh, and Las Vegas there. But Right. So the AFC West, kind of we aren't paying attention to that division as much as we thought we would, but Devontae Adams has been everything, I think, that pe- folks would have hoped he's been because obviously his reception perception shows he's always been – when you isolate him from quarterback play and this is why this is why I do this right like because <laughs> any stupid argument that like oh Devontae Adams is is only good or he's the, only this good because he's with Aaron Rodgers like no he's not he's always open he's number one or number two in each of the last four seasons of success rate versus man and press coverage like he is a dominant 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 separator and route runner and that's the thing that a wide receiver can control and what has he been doing I mean Look at him in in Las Vegas this year. He's been unbelievable as a route runner, especially like a downfield route runner, too. You know, that's – one thing that's different between his usage in Green Bay and and Las Vegas is, like, you know, his area yards per target numbers are up. You know, they're not, like – they're not necessarily just using him. And I think the Packers have – they still, even though they've figured things out with Christian Watson, who I know we'll talk about in a little bit, Mm -hmm. the Packers are still missing, like – The locked in trust quick throws, or the okay, we'll just like get the ball to 17 and that's it type of throws in their offense. And the Raiders, by the way, they aren't using any of those. They're just like, hey, Devontae Adams, go out there and you know, be an ex receiver and beat everybody at, at every level. And he's doing it, man. I like, I think you can't understate how incredible he's been this year.
0: I'll tell you what, over his last five games in particular, he has just gone absolutely next level, right? He's had, um, he's averaging over his last five games, he's averaging 133 receiving yards per game. If you just took that five-game sample, okay, and stretch it out over 17 games, this dude's on pace for 139 receptions, 2,258 yards, and 24 touchdowns, okay? Like, that's how crazy dominant he has been. And doesn't it make a lot of sense too, Matt? right? Because we're talking about a guy that really is going to a brand new situation for the very first time in his career, working with a brand new quarterback and a brand new offense, all of it's new, 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 new. So yeah, can we, I mean, we should have expected a little bit of ramp up time, even for a, a player as great as Devonte Adams. And let me also make this point. There are a lot of examples where we've seen veteran wide receivers um, I don't want to say he's older, but he is 29 years old. He's about to be 30 in like a few days, you know? So mm-hmm. we've seen players like this go to new situations and absolutely suck. Right. <laughs> he is not doing that. He's still dominant. But to your point, I just think it's kind of gone under the radar because the first Six or seven games, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, it was a little bit more up and down, right? Like he had a game where he had a three reception game, a one reception game, a two reception game, right? Like he's been up and a little bit more up and down for the first half of the season. But boy, once he got familiar with that playbook, once he got familiar with his teammates, that chemistry started building. It's it's basically the Devontae Adams we've been seeing, the dominant X receiver that we have gotten used to over the last five games. This guy's been absolutely magical.
1: Yeah, and I again I think you could make the argument that, oh, well, now that Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on are on IR, like it's just the Devontae Adams show. But these guys haven't really been integrated in the offense at any point. Like point to the Hunter Renfro game. Point to the Darren Waller game, you know, <laughs> where these guys have been like big time factors this year. It's yeah. Devontae Adams is a 32.8% target share on the year. Like, I mean, that's about as good as you could possibly imagine, you know, and and he's leading the NFL uh, in touchdowns, right? Like, and I I don't know, man, it's just – like, do you think, you know, I know it's different points this year. I think there was a conversation. Like, I think the, like, folks would say that the Raiders and the Packers would both, like, want to annul the Devontae Adams trade, send him back to Green Bay, like, give me, the, get the draft picks back to, you know, the Raiders. The Raiders are on a three game win streak. Like, I don't no. think they were, I don't think they regret the Devontae Adams trade. Like, you know, everybody wanted to fire Josh McDaniels, like, four weeks ago or whatever. But, you know, it's, a, it's his first year of the program. They definitely blew some games. I get that. But, like, what do you? It's just crazy to me. Everybody's like, ah, oh, you know, this the Raiders would be better with the first round pick. They'd be better with the money, not giving them that contract. It's like, what do what do you have money in draft picks for, other than to like maybe get a, like get a legendary uh, player like Devonte Adams? Like, I think that <laughs> imagine the Raiders without Devonte Adams this year, yeah. like they probably win. A half a game. I don't even know. I mean, so I I Dude, just think like... without Devontae Adams, their number one receiver would be Mac
0: Hollins? What? Oh my God. Can you imagine right now? Like, what would that look like? Jesus Christ, that'd be terrible.
1: By the way, remember we were just talking about the Ravens, who their current, like, number one outside receiver is the guy who couldn't make this roster in Demarcus Robinson. So keep that in <laughs> mind while we're talking about these two teams back to back. But yeah, man, I mean, I just think that uh... Devontae is... Has proven himself as a guy, man. You know, we've we've tried to t- rank like top five receivers on this show, and it's, you know, at different times it's like, oh man, is Adams slipping out of the top five because you know, Tyree Kill's having that year, Justin Jefferson's having this year, Diggs is having this year, and then obviously AJ Brown's having this type of year. Like, yeah. no way, man. Adams is st- and Cooper Cup, like I, you know, Cooper Cup's obviously on IR now. Man, I think Adams is still the best one of the two or three best receivers in, in football right now. And God, it's hard to say who like at the top five wide receivers are <laughs> at this point, because there's just so much talent at the top of that position. But Adams yeah, really has is. proven this year that isolated from quarterback play isolated from, you know, a hall of famer in Aaron Rodgers, uh, put it, put him just watch Devontae Adams individually, you can't cover that guy i mean he's impossible no. to go against
0: but man we got to get our guy matt Harmon out of here baby um i can't believe we're here in week number 14 um i gotta go watch some monday night football matt's gotta go watch some monday night football man so we gotta peace out but we appreciate everybody listening if you guys could rate and subscribe to the podcast oh my god you'd be doing us a super huge uh solid and obviously go to the website as well perception com. okay for matt Harmon, i am james co we'll see ya